Jasmine and Lauren back again. It's the Link Up, the podcast created for the melanated millennials maneuvering our way through life. Maneuvering. I am so excited um, today because we are in just what's obviously the best city. Oh, here she go. In the world. And that's 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 non-negotiable. Honestly, it's facts. So I'm not gonna even entertain the opposite energy that's hope, coming Lauren, from don't my have negative energy for I, this I don't today. have negative <laughs> energy. Because the thing so is, you're in New Orleans, no though. We're you're in New Orleans, Orleans, and you don't want that smoke because so, it's, it's instant, though. That's what like, I'm, we're here. Why did so you have to like, go there? What you mean? We you, going you there. always take it there. I, I'm going there in Detroit. Can we just be happy that we're in New Orleans? I'm happy that we're in New Orleans. It's the Mardi Gras. It's Mardi Gras. It's Mardi Gras. I'm so happy to be here. Literally, Every time I come back home, it's like a tear comes out my eye. It's just like, <laughs> damn! Like the it feels good. The humidity feels good. The smell fe- smells nasty, but still good because it's just like you're home. It's home. It's you're everyone's home. home. It's everyone's home. Even if you're from a little city called Shreveport. Wow. <laughs> but wow, we love and we today. adopt all visitors. But man, welcome to New Orleans, man! I feel so honored to just be here. It to was, host us, yeah, to host y'all. To it host was y'all. it was a good but night last night. It too. was great. Yeah, you know, it was lit. We were at the Zulu Ball. Turns up, and now it's time for my absolute favorite part of the podcast, and it is our BBWA moment: being black in white America. <sighs> now, what have they done this Jasmine, time? you keep forgetting to let the people know who is sponsored by wow. them. Wow. Because that's one of the most important wow. parts. That is the most important part. Okay. Wow. Okay. I am so sorry, but this moment, today, and forevermore, mm-hmm. is sponsored by who? Our ancestors. Thank you, Thank sis. you. Thank oh. you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm excited about this BBWA moment. This BBWA moment comes from one of our good friends, Kayla Riggins. Shout out to Kayla. Hey, girl. Shout out, girl. If you need some uh, fashion tips, style tips, hair tips, go on over. Follow our girl at Kayla Riggins. She got all the tips on there. Sis has it going on. Everything. Love her. Man, so this BBWA moment comes from a conversation that we were having about, obviously, just being black and white America and she brought up to me this story about being with some of her white colleagues and they were asking her girl what's your favorite band and this is so fitting for today because her answer literally to me belongs on the shirt (laughs) she said my favorite band girl St. Aug Oh, Kennedy, 35. I mean, what you talking about? (laughs) For listeners that are not familiar, these are New Orleans high school bands. (laughs) So our sis responded to the question with a New Orleans high school band as her favorite band. They probably were so confused. They're like, what? Excuse me? They've never heard of that before. 35? I mean, who do they... Sing. Are they, they on iTunes? Are they? <laughs> Where is it? Right. Can you send me the link on iTunes or Spotify? Yeah. But it was so perfect because 
I've been in that situation many times where it's like, you know, there's that cultural difference of like, you know, girl, who's your favorite band? Who you're listening to? You know, and they're thinking, I don't know, Blink-182, exactly. all of these, these different quote-unquote bands. And that's not how we address that in our we culture. Really no. To bands. No, no, it's not about a band. It's that about, aren't marching. If people talk about bands, they're talking about <laughs> you a talk about a marching band. band. About a marching yes, band. a marching band. The marching 100. So I I fell out when she said that because it was like obviously we're talking about a marching band exactly like don't ask me that don't don't ask me who's my favorite band like that's that, hilarious that is so funny to me because i know she said it with like the utmost confidence <laughs> oh yes. and it was like yes. obviously this is my favorite band boom and right? i i wish i was there because i would love to have seen their like for real reactions like the confusion on their face had to have been priceless <laughs> yeah <laughs> they probably were like you know who that is? Yeah, because you know sometimes when black people say something around white people, some, white people don't really want to be like, "Oh, I don't know what that." Because they want to so, feel like they're down, so right. they're down. Like, so they could have been like, "Oh yeah, I like them too." Yeah. <laughs> exactly, great. <laughs> they could have said that. I went to their festival last year. Yeah, yeah. like oh no. yeah, did, did they perform at Coachella? I think I heard of them. <laughs> yeah, they were at Coachella. I think. I think I something like that. No, that's hilarious. Though I love that moment. Shout out to Kayla for that. That's hilarious. Yes. a moment it's perfect perfect well i'm also hella excited about today not just because i'm in new orleans but because i have one of my closest friends here with us that's gonna be our first interviewee of the link up can y'all guess who it is? We have Mr. Larry Morrow, a.k.a. Mr. Chump Chain, a.k.a. <laughs> Mr. Larry's Cowboys, a.k.a. LME, Mr. LME, a.k.a. Mr. All Bets on Me, a.k.a. Okay. Mr. Morrow's. <laughs> the greatest restaurant in New Orleans right now. We ate there yesterday. We did. It was so we good. Did. So good. AKA Mr. LME, LMP, Larry Morrow <laughs> Properties. It's like, honestly, my tongue is getting tired because it's just so many things. It's so things. many things. So y'all just Google him and look up the rest. It's just, it's so, it's, it's, it's so much. And so we are excited about getting into our topic for today, which is self-made, self-paid. Hey. Like, self-made, self-paid. We have the yeah. perfect person here yes. to tell us all about yes, it. Yes, yes, Teach yes. us the ways. Teach us. <laughs> Teach <laughs> us the I'm ways. Trying. Teach <laughs> us the ways. But it's very, very, very important that we have this conversation today because entrepreneurship is the wave. You know, and it is really the wave right now. And we we're seeing that more than ever in our generation. Um, And literally, if it's not about a side hustle, it's not about anything these days. And so obviously there's there's that quote that talks about the only way to be wealthy is to have at least seven streams of income. At wow. least. I got 10. So, <laughs> I, I, got counting. I got one. I need to. That's why me and my dog struggling now. Child. <laughs> Every day I'd be like, ooh, I only have one. <laughs> but no, seriously, because you talk, you're talking to everybody, talking to your friends, like, oh, I'm flipping this house. Oh, I'm renting out this. I bought this property. I did this. And I'm like, wait, I need to get on this. I'm yeah. selling this product. I yeah. am marketing this service. Like, it's, you know, have your traditional job. 
And get your side hustle. But get your side hustle. Who doesn't want an extra coin? Yep, definitely need a side hustle. Everybody want an extra coin. Everybody. And so that was one of my goals for this year is I don't really want to leave anything on the table this year. Agreed. You know, like, let's identify what we're good at. Mm -hmm. Let's think through what we can market, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, a gift, or a talent. And let's monetize it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's monetize it, you know. And so one thing about um, Larry's journey, and we're going to get into that in a little bit is that you risk it all at any given time oh, to make sure me. that you can go <laughs> forward and um, continue to expand your platform. Yep. And that has been what you have done since we were younger. Um, when nobody was taking risk, you were taking risk. And so we really want to get into this whole idea of entrepreneurship, but really through the lens um, that nobody talks about. Like, we know that entrepreneurship can be very sexy and lucrative and beautiful. You have the flexibility, the autonomy. You can even have a great profit attached to that. But let's talk about the things that maybe someone who's aspiring to be an entrepreneur may not know from just looking at your Instagram or just reading your article in Forbes or GQ, you know? So let's get into that a little bit. The work. The work. Yeah. The work. The work. But before I want, I know, you know, we kind of did a quasi introduction where I talked a little bit about some of the entities that are attached to you. But if you could just maybe for 30 seconds, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, tell us what you have going on. Uh, I'm uh, Larry Morrow. I'm an entrepreneur from New Orleans. Um, I started off with my event, well, actually with a clothing line uh, called Chump Change. So that's where Chump Change comes from. Um, and that clothing line helped me build a platform and, and, and build relationships with people. And it led me to uh, uh, opening up another door. And from there, I started doing events. And I did my first party with one of my good friends, Curtis. And uh, we made like, you know, $11,000. This party we did when we was like 20 years old. So from there, I realized, uh, you know, this is something I want to do. So... Um, I started to do events, and from there, one door opened up after another, went from doing events to uh, it being like a side hustle to treating it like my main thing, you know. Um, it started to bring in the money, and I started taking it more serious. I uh, turned into a real company. From there, I decided to write a book and open up Larry's Poe Boys. Well, before the book, Larry's Poe Boys. So I, I did, like, a lot of things, um, a lot of trial and error, you know. Like, this Morrow's isn't my first restaurant, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um I think that one's successful because I got a little insight of uh, what what it's like to run a restaurant, but also having a mother who's uh, in that industry. So, uh, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I do a, little, a lot of you know different things. I invest in properties. I uh, flip houses, book, restaurant, um, and events. Ten streams of income. Yeah, yeah. at least. It sounds, it sounds <laughs> like That's the way. 15, right. honestly, when I'm counting them up. I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, exhausted. <laughs> nah, like, like you, know, you know how you said you're trying to, like, monetize and get, like, not leave anything on the table? Yeah. At this point, it's like, I don't want to take everything off the table. I want to, uh, you know, only take the things that, you know, I feel like fit because, mm-hmm. you know, you get overwhelmed with so many things. It's like, yeah. now you got to leave some things on the table because you're not going to have room for... The next big thing when it when it comes so. definitely so yeah. you're saying just being selective about what you do take yes. off of the table because now you're at a place where there have you've been in that place where it was like I'm not leaving anything on the yes. table and that has got you to where you are now right and so now you have the opportunity to be selective and so I want right. to backtrack on what you said about your side hustle 
when you turned your side hustle into your main hustle, how did you know it was time to transition from just it being a side hustle to your main hustle? Um, I feel like when, uh, when I was like 22, 23, uh, things was going well, but I felt like if I wanted to take this serious, I had to treat it like a real business, a real entity. Mm -hmm. So that's when I really, um, it really took off. You know, I started to treat it like it was my side hustle, but I treated it like my main thing. So, um, I just started to invest into it. Uh, you know, it was about partying and drinking with friends in the beginning, but then it became more of a business and I, you know, it was more about getting the business done. So I went from, um, you know, partying, my, at all my events, drinking, you know, being a consumer to um, realizing that I can take this to another level, but I had to change the way I was doing things, you know, from partying um, and just had to, you know, just just take it up a notch and just focus on the business. Yeah. And that put me in a position to uh, grow my brand and work with a lot of big names. And um, that right there opened up many doors for me. I feel like um, a lot of things that you're saying, you know, you were in event planning, relationships is really big in these uh, different ventures, right? Yep. Have you ever been in a situation where maybe whenever you were like 20 years old and you were doing your first party, there was a person who didn't want to work with you? And then now that you're super successful and you're an OG in event planning now, <laughs> now they want to work with you. What do you do in that situation? Have you Do you dub them and be like, nah. Or, well, you, or you're like, me, okay. I feel like I'm easy to work with. Uh, even though, like, if, just say back then, if somebody didn't want to work with me, mm-hmm. um, I'm still the person that will work with them now because uh, in relationships, you know, it's important. Like, no matter how big you are, like, on the back of my book, Fabulous uh, left a quote. He said, Larry, he deals with everybody, no matter big or small, with the same level of respect. And um, that's one thing I've learned. Uh, that you got to treat people, uh, you know, you know, treat treat them right. You know what I mean? Whether they, you know, the the person at the top of the food chain or at the bottom of the food chain. So um, I made sure that uh, I always reached back. You know what I mean? No matter what the situation was before then. That's nice. Yep. Got to man. That's how you yeah. get your blessings. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. So I want to focus more on the work portion mm-hmm. of being an entrepreneur because I feel like a lot of people like to look at the gla- the glamorous side of it and don't necessarily focus on like what you have to do to get there. What's a common mistake or a trap that you think first-time business owners fall into whether you fell into it or not? I think I think first-time business owners they um the moment they things don't go the way they want or they fail, mm. they give up. Mm. And um you know, I'm here because I've been through a lot of trial and error. I was the guy 16, 17 years in high school trying to figure things out. Uh, you know, clothing lines, trying to cut grass, eminent machines, just like the whole nine. And, um, you know, I had a lot, like, everything didn't succeed, but when it didn't, I kept going. And most people, they give up the first time, you know, they don't uh, get the results they want. Right. But entrepreneurship is made up of a lot of failures, a lot of trial and error, a lot of um, no mistakes, you know. Yeah. So those things you learn from, and I think me making the, uh, going through all I've been through, it kind of helped me. It prepared me for now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, you know, just don't give up. You know, you seen that meme on Instagram where they got the guys digging for gold, and one of them about to uh, you know strike gold, but then he turned around, and the other one continued to dig. It's like you can't give up because you never know when you're about to you know strike gold. If it's not for you, you know, pray on it, you know, figure it out, but just don't give up right. the, the moment you fail. That's so powerful because I feel like that's where a lot of people that. Like that's that's that separates the boys from the men, you know, that moment like that. 
everybody has the same 24 hours, but it's about how you use it. And so in that same breath, I'm reminded of we all have the opportunity to be a serial entrepreneur or even if entrepreneurship isn't your thing, but just to be as great or as big as we want to be. But a lot of times it's the hard times and the struggles and maybe the failures that prevent people from taking it all the way, you know, and I think it's very important to not just, you know, celebrate the success, but also to be transparent about your failures. So I'm happy that Lauren brought that up because it's so easy to get discouraged, you know, and so sometimes even with failures or missed opportunities, you may feel like, hmm, well, maybe is this for me? Like, maybe this is a sign that right. this is not right. for me. Yeah, but in you. reality, those failures are right. building really your tenacity. Because you're waking up in the morning, like, you know, some people wake up in the morning, go to their job. But when you're an entrepreneur and you're working and you're self-employed, like, you have to wake up in the morning. No one's forcing you to get up. You know, I wake up in the morning, go to the gym, come home, shower, and, you know, get to work. Right. And nobody's telling me to wake up at 6 in the morning. It's like me being on myself and making sure that I get the job done because, you know, it's like you got to – you know you got to motivate yourself you got to uh you got to be willing to put the work in and i think when it comes to it like some people they're waking up at i got friends sometimes they're waking up at 10 11 o'clock i'm like yo like what are you doing you can't be in bed this late like you wake up up. you go to sleep at 4 a.m you need to be up at 8 you know because you can't not or just don't go out you can't afford to uh lose time out your day you know what i mean if you're trying to succeed and be that that one percent or if you want to be successful you still got to just I work hard, you know? Yeah. An entrepreneur told me that before I was asking that person, how do you maintain your discipline? You know, like you said, there's no boss or manager making sure that you're reporting at 8 a.m. or 8.30 or what have you. So how do you make sure that you are still getting in the requisite time needed to be able to run a successful business? And he was like, really, you have to look at your dreams as your boss. Mm -hmm. He was like, put a name to that dream Mm -hmm. and Mr. or Mrs. whoever... And really treat it hypothetically like that's your boss. So if you wouldn't report to a traditional job late because your boss would um, give you consequences or whatever, like you have to really think about it like that. And it's it's even more detrimental, really, yeah. if you're running your own thing. Do you set a schedule for yourself? No. I was talking to Bishop Love the other day and he was like, man, you really need to get on a schedule because... You know, he said you're taking up space in your mind that you could be using for something else. Yeah. And my day is like I wake up. I may have a few meetings, but I'm not jotting it down. I'm just going about it. And that's how I've been doing it for, you know, for forever. So Mm -hmm. now it's like, you know what? I got a lot going on. I'm trying to um, get more structure because I want to be able to take on more. Mm -hmm. So it's not a schedule. I just know, like, every morning I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go work out, come home, shower, and get to work, go stop by the restaurant, go check on the property, work on the events, you know, and just just wing it, you know? What do you think is the hardest part about entrepreneurship? Staying consistent. Because it's it's not like once again it's not easy to be an entrepreneur. You know, an entrepreneur is somebody who jumps off a cliff and builds a plane on the way down. It's not um, you know easy writing those checks, mm-hmm. employing yeah. others, providing jobs for people. So um, you know it, it's just a constant grind. You know it, it's consistency because the moment you slack up, it's like you know maybe you won't have no food on the table. You know, mm-hmm. um, may not be able to pay your bills this month. You know, like versus going to work, working five days a week, forty hours a week. Um, it's like, you know, that's a, you know, you're, you're going to get paid, but if you don't get out your bed and, and go work towards it, you won't get paid. Yeah. You know? And all your ventures, what are you most proud of? The fact that, um, I've been able to create some stability for my family. You know, that's, uh, uh, Morrow's. Morrow's has done that. Um, 
that's been able to put food on the table for my family, uh, create some stability, and just build something that we can be proud of, you know? So that's one of the most successful ventures, I would say, I have at this moment. How do you think you keep, like, the hype going? Because one thing that I find, you know, people open a business and they have, like, their family and friends being real supportive, but then down the line, you know, that hype kind of dies down. And it doesn't seem like it has with you. So how, what advice can you give people to keep it going? It's a job. You know, like, when whenever you see me traveling, doing this, doing that, uh, connecting the dots, meeting with people, it's like, you know, it's a job. You know, I'm not, I don't think it's just, I don't look at trips as, like, vacations. You know, when I travel... It's to, uh, you know, move around and meet new people, you know. And uh, I just think, like, you know, the social media, like, just keeping the momentum there. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it's, um, I mean, just using social media because it's been able, I feel like Morrow's has touched millions and millions of people just through all the people who's been there, who posted, you know. Like, right. we, we've we touched a lot of people. And, um, you know, I was in Atlanta for Super Bowl. And um, I told the guy, I'm from New Orleans. My name's Larry. He said, oh, you're, you're Morrow? You got the restaurant? And uh, everywhere I go, people have heard about Morrow's even before uh, they get to New Orleans. So it's just a blessing to be able to see yeah, how yeah. all that. But I think just uh, years of investing into the brand, like mm-hmm. Larimar events and everything, and building these relationships, my mother being a, a phenomenal chef and just tying both of them in, it's just kind of created um, a monster that's just create momentum for itself at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. So yeah. let's pause on social media for a quick second. So obviously social media is just huge for us right now as millennials. And you can either use it or allow it to use you. Correct. And so one thing that you mentioned is, you know, obviously you're using social media Mm -hmm. as a a way to remain consistent. You do have a lot of relationships now. And so that is, you're able to connect that to your social media platform, get people to come to Morrow's. But what about the entrepreneur that's just starting off and they may not have all of the influencer friends, but they still have this product that they want to push and be able to strategically position it on social media. What advice could you, or would you give to an entrepreneur, a new entrepreneur who wants to utilize social media in a profitable way? I think with social media, first you got to understand it. You got to understand like the, the times you need to post. Um, you know, just just like everything, social media is like a tool that you gotta learn. It's like a game almost. You gotta figure it out, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, but most importantly, getting out and meeting new people. You know, um, you gotta network because when I was on a come up, um, I had to get out. I was out every night. I had to meet right. this person. I had to go to so many parties. Mm-hmm. But now, I like I can miss. I can afford to miss. You know, parties because right. you know I, I built up with so many people. I, I know a lot of people in the city of New Orleans. So. Um, I just think just really being out in the streets and, and, and marketing whatever product it is you have. Because like in my book, I said word of mouth is the it's like the most important thing when it comes to marketing because there's social media, but word of mouth travels fast just as uh, a post on social media. Right. So I think, uh, you know, just really being in the streets, man. Get out there and promote your, uh, your product. And being from a city like New Orleans, mm-hmm. obviously amazing city, but a little bit smaller than your New York or your L.A. or your Miami You've been able to cross those geographical lines and build this platform that supersedes this smaller city and develop a name in these larger larger cities. How do you do that? Like, do you feel? I know a lot of people feel like they have to leave the small city mm-hmm. to get the big Go city else, acclaimed, and then come, come back. And come then come back. back. Yeah. You've never left New Orleans. Yeah. You've stayed here. So, what do you think has contributed to your success? Here? So, I think building relationships, like, um, like when I was twenty years old. I booked Jeremy Shell, 
And I, from from that situation, I learned the importance of relationships because I didn't do anything. Just showed her a lot of love when she came to New Orleans, her and the crew, her manager and everybody. And from that moment forward, they invited me. Um, before they left, they were like, yo, look, out of all the cities we've been to, you being the youngest, I was 20 at the time, you took care of us more than you know, any city we went to. So they invited me to L.A., and, uh, you know, did the same thing, showed me love when I went to L.A., introduced me to people, and I realized the, the value in relationships. So from that moment forward, I started to, you know, focus on, like, my my strategy was, like, um, I, I was more focused on building relationships than building my pockets. Okay. You know, I wanted to make money, but I saw the value in relationships. Right. And uh, me seeing the value in relationships allowed me to get to this point because I would often book people. Being in the C-list market, you know, people we wouldn't see, I would book them and take that gamble in order to build a relationship because if I wanted to grow beyond New Orleans, I had to connect with people who are outside of New Orleans. Right. Um, so I would invest in, in in these events and I'll make money. Uh, like It's like a, I, win, I win twice because I make money and I build a relationship. So, um, But then sometimes I would lose a lot of money. Right. So um, that's that's kind of like my strategy. That's what I was doing, and that allowed me to grow my brand to where um, I'm booking Drake. You know, people don't know I lost out on that party. I lost twenty five thousand yeah. dollars. But that allowed me to uh, grow my brand because not many people can say they work with Drake or build their relationships. And and Drake, he was at the restaurant. You know, we opened up in last April. He was there in July sometime when they came shot the video. But when I saw him in L. A., they was like, "Yo, we gonna come to the restaurant when we come down to New Orleans with the video Monday." And that all comes from relationships. And people want the money, money, money. But you got to step out there and build these relationships. And right. the money going to come. Because if you're broke, how, you know, if you have no money, what yeah. do you have? Exactly. Right. So what about the double-edged sword of relationships? You have all these relationships. You're from the city. You know so many people. What happens when people want handouts? They want free food at Morris. Mm, yes. They want to come to the party for free. I mean, you know Ooh. all these people. You know everybody. So everybody's probably hollering at you like, hey, I'm coming through. Like, what you going to do? Everybody's, you going to look out? Man, you going to look out for me? Me and my <laughs> 20 friends. What do you do? Because you Let still need to make something. money. So Some people you want to keep the relationship. And they also feel like see, they're your you best gotta friend. That, you got to draw that line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, some yeah. people feel like I'm obligated to look out for them when I'm not. You know, and mm-hmm. I had to realize that because at one point I felt like I was. Yeah. I was taking care of any and everybody, but then it wasn't adding up. And even still to this day, I take care of people, but people feel like I'm supposed to let them in the club. Like, when you bought that shirt that you have on, did you expect them to give it to you for free? Right. When you go eat at McDonald's or whatever restaurant you eat at, you expect to get it for free? So people, um, like, they be like, yo, man, we went to middle school together. We went to uh, elementary. I'm like, you serious right now? Yeah. Yeah. I somebody to tell me that, man. I've been knowing you. So since I've been knowing you, that means I don't charge you. But it's like any other business. In order to, you know, operate this business, I got to keep the lights on. So that means I got to take the dollars at the door in order to keep it going. So, um, you know, it, it gets tough because it puts me in a weird position. Yeah. Because everybody, like, you know, like Tuesday, I got uh, Yo Gotti at Masquerade. And everybody's gonna walk up trying to get it for free, but it's like, how do I, how do I make my money back? They don't, they don't think about that. They right. think it's free. Right. Like, ain't nobody doing this for free. Yeah, when you <laughs> go to the front of the party and turn off your phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I, I've gotten like a lot better with it. I'll let a few people here and here and there who helped out um, promoted the event, right. or just people like you know. At the end of the day, certain people gotta be taken care of. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but it's definitely tough, man, especially. Like, anytime Wayne does a concert in New Orleans, mm-hmm. you know, this is, like, the toughest city for him because it's, like, he got 100 people coming right. in with him. So it's, like, it's easier when, you know, I'm doing something with Wayne out of town because I ain't got to deal with the extras of right. Right. extra people. Yeah. yeah. You know? 
And that's where you kind of have to challenge our community with what support actually means. Because if you're doing something and they're trying to get it for free, you're not supporting. Yeah. <laughs> you're just oh, an extra man. person. People like, oh, I supported you. I supported you last time. <laughs> <laughs> to switch gears just a little bit, I know that obviously entrepreneurship comes with a lot of struggles and trials and challenges. What keeps you afloat? Um, what keeps me afloat? Definitely, um, I try to, you know, create a routine, wake up in the morning, pray, uh, you know, just, just stay humble, you know, uh, I'm a family guy, so I definitely like to chill with my girlfriend, my moms, my little sister, but just like, you know, just, just, just not wanting to, um, ever, you know, allow myself to grow bigger than I actually think I am, you know, mm-hmm. because some people that lose, like, um, they lose it all. Like, I see people, like, you know, they, they get a little pop and then they begin to act all arrogant and things like that, man. I just want to, uh, I don't want to be that person. You know, right. I remember when I was on a come up, you know, guys, I would DM people, you know, looking for advice. And I told myself whenever I get in that position, I wouldn't not respond to, you know, the, the, the DMs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But now it's becoming overwhelming because... Yeah. You know, sometimes it may be days I may get like 20 DMs and, you know, it, it's like a job to reply to all of them. So I definitely want to put on like more like seminars and things like that yeah. to reach more people because yeah. I can't spend every second responding right. to DMs. So right. I think just just praying and staying, you know. Yeah. I think that's such a great point because staying grounded is so important, even from like a financial standpoint, because sometimes people get popping, then they spend all their money. Mm -hmm. Now you have no money left to invest. I'm like... So that's crazy. Yeah. Me me with my finances is like, you know, I I don't like to tell myself no, so I work extra hard, but it's like... I, like I, I don't, I don't want to say no. Right, <laughs> I, mean, I, right. I want to travel. I want to do all that, so I do it. But then, when it come time to it, it's like I get like I start worrying about the littlest things. Like I start adding up my bills. I be like, yo, look, I gotta nod to my girl. Like, look, we gotta look. We ain't doing nothing. But that's even the same shit that I was right. saying. We ain't doing. Yeah. Can't keep. It's not about keeping up with the Joneses. It's I want to enjoy my life and do it in the smartest right. way, especially right. as an entrepreneur. Because like you said, you don't know a business could fail and then you don't have money the next day. Right. Yeah. So it's really important to stay on top of that. You, you got to set yourself. You up. got to stay on top of it. Um, you know, they say the risk. Most rich people like they monitor like the pennies. And I have some friends who are very wealthy. And when I see how they're not cheap, they live their life, they do what they want. But when they wash their money the way they do, I'm like, man, I'm doing something wrong. Because, you know, this guy, he can afford to do whatever he wants. But me, I'm, you know, living like right. whatever, you know. But, you know, it, it just it humbles you because when you see them, you know, they're rich and they don't have the the, the, the jewelry, the, the, the fanciest cars when they can afford it. Mm-hmm. It makes you realize, like, what are you really doing this for? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, That's so true. And but but they're building wealth, you know, so their exactly. kids' kids can have, you know, um, wealth. You know, they can be born into wealth. You know, so I think um, you got to just switch the way you think. That mindset, yeah, that mindset, 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 that mindset is mindset. so serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to, you got to switch that mindset. It's so serious. How has your faith helped you with your risk taking? Um, when I when I decided to drop out of college, quit both of my jobs, it was me walking out on faith. You know, me like, you know what, I'm going to get it. I got to do it. My family's going through a lot. I got a man up, and um, I think just putting, you know, having a lot of faith helped me get through everything, you know. Uh, and, and, and people sometimes in the toughest situations, they don't believe that faith will help bring them through it, but I'm a firm believer that faith will get you through anything you want. You know, you got to believe it, and you got to have the faith in order to uh, advance, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to, and um, that just helped me get wherever I'm going, you know. Just staying grinding, waking up, and just you know creating that routine, praying, and 
know, like I'll call Jasmine sometime and uh, you know, she'll pray with me or uh, you know, she'll just kinda motivate me, you know, and just, you know, keep me on track. And you need people like that around you in order to uh continue to have that faith, you know. When you took that leap of faith, uh, did you have did you have any sort of plan whenever you were like, I'm dropping out of college, I'm quitting my jobs? Did you have any sort of plan or you were just like I, really I have know a plan. God got me? Right. So I knew I was like, I know God got me, but then <laughs> It's like, you know, I had a lot of things around me. Like, I was, like, 20, 21 at the time, and I got friends that's about to graduate in two years and all that. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to be the person that, you know, just not doing anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, my family was going through a lot, so I just had no choice but to really, uh, you know, level up. And that's what I wanted to do, and that's what I did, you know. I remember talking, like, when I was in college, and you were like, my goal is if you're going to go to law school, when you get out of law school, I need to be making the same amount of money, if not more, than you make. As a lawyer, when you get out, if I'm not going to do this academic route, and I'm sure you've surpassed me. <laughs> <by now. laughs> that manifestation. We, we were talking about we manifestation. Were, we were so young, like yeah. maybe 18, 19 well, years old. I used to speak this stuff. Like, you I, speak I, like, it. like a lot of my friends look at me and be like, yo, bro, you used to be talking about literally, this. You know I mean? yeah. like, literally. So to be here now and to be, you know, just in a position that I'm in, uh, like, like a guy, like he saw me at the... Um, at the uh, the Zulu ball last night, and he was like ecstatic. He was like, "Yo, yo, can we get a picture, bro? Like, you know, you want you one of my biggest motivations. Like, I'm a big fan. I'm like, what? Like me? And you know, I get that every now and then, and it just it it just it humbles me because it's like you know what, God's working. So whatever you're doing, continue to do it. You know, like yeah. mm-hmm. so it just humbles me, man, just to see that people uh, are even inspired by the things that I do. Definitely. That connects back to our very first episode, Mimosas and Manifestations. And so for those who have listened already, you already understand that that's our whole mantra for this year. We're manifesting our way through the entire 2019, literally. And so when I think about Larry, I think back to 10 years ago when we were just kicking it and literally, (laughs) I kid you not, there's no better example in my life of manifestation than Larry because he literally spoke everything that you see now. He has been speaking that since we were kids. <laughs> That's so dope. Kids. Yeah. And to know that it's just the beginning. Like, I pray that as everyone's listening today, that you understand the power that lies within your tongue, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and how, you know, the Bible says that life life, and that is in the power of your tongue and that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly Above all that you can ask or think. And Larry is that. Yeah. Like yeah. you provide <laughs> such a great example of of that biblical principle. Yeah. So be inspired, be encouraged today. Know that like that which you're speaking, God literally has the ability to perform that and more. That's yeah. crazy. Even as I think about it, I just get chills because it it's bringing yeah, me back to shocking. that very moment yeah. where... I mean, in Loyola dorm room, in the dorm <laughs> yeah. room, literally. I used to be paying to get my literally papers written. Trying to get his paper written. <laughs> and we were just he's like, man, I can't do this. I can't do it. I can't it. do this. I'm, you know what? Watch what I say, Jasmine. I'm going to have X, Y, and Z. And literally, like, every single time another layer of accomplishment happens and brings me back to those moments. Well, when people bring me back to that, it's just like, man, like, like, like John Boy, he always tell me, like, bro, I'm proud of you. Like, like, Cause he like you know people have seen this happen like I once saw Cliff the other day mm-hmm. and he was like bro like man you just you know he he my one of my good friends he's incarcerated right now and you know he just just to hear about everything that I'm doing and he's just so happy for me and it's just like it's humbling just to know that you know my people are proud of me you know because right. uh, these are people that supported me when I had the t-shirts I was in the street selling t-shirts out the back of my trunk you know to being um, you know now a 28 year old entrepreneur. 
uh, you know, I would say, you know, right now I'm living my dream. I'm yeah. living my dream yeah. because I'm uh, one of my biggest goals was to create some stability for my family, and that's done. So now what's next? You know, I just want to be able to climb that ladder and just just do new things. And, um, you know, the world has yet to see. That's so has yet to Congratulations. see. Congratulations. Yes. Absolutely. It is. What did you say? This is just a warm-up? Just a warm-up. Yes. If you think about it in Ooh, terms wow. of a basketball game. If this game, was a basketball game, it's not even the first quarter. Yes. <laughs> it's the warm-up. It's the warm-up. Right. Warm Y'all hear this? You need to call your friends. You need to start manifesting That's right now. You need to start doing that. <laughs> it's happened. started. Like, you need to yeah. do it I always now. say, though, like, well, for people who want to be successful, you got to be willing to stress yourself out. Yeah. You got to be willing to stress yourself out because you can't possibly be successful by waking up uh, doing, you know, regular mm, shit, You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you got to be willing to wake up and work hard. You know, sleep, you know, five to seven hours and wake up and work, work, work. You know what I mean? Even on Sundays. You know what I mean? 365. So, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. if you're going to get ahead, you got to, you know, think ahead. You got to just grind. That's something that we were speaking about also. We were like, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. Yeah. You exactly. have to be willing yeah. to be uncomfortable and put yourself out there in these situations so that you can reach your fullest yeah. potential. And yeah. I think it's awesome that you point out that you spoke this into existence before it happened. Because I think people think that people are just saying that and not actually, it's not actually happening. And you're proof that when you speak something and you truly believe in that something, that it can and will happen. Right. So that's dope. Now, the law of attraction is important. Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's... Mm -hmm. You know, like like you said, I spoke everything, and I think if you don't speak it, like, you know, how will you obtain the things that you want? You know, you got to be willing to, uh, you, you got to put it out there in the universe. You got to put it out there in the universe. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you got to, like, you know, put yourself around the things that you, you know, around other people who's going to inspire you. Because a lot of people who I'm around, they inspire me. You know what I mean? They push yeah. me and motivate me to be a better me. Whether it's, like, you know, not just people who have the most money, but people who have, you know, the... Um, the sweetest hearts, you know, the people who bring a lot of joy into my life, you know, like, uh, I, I think happiness is made up of a bunch of different elements and not just the finances. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I feel inspired. Yes. I know. Thank you so much for coming out and doing this in the middle of Mardi Gras. Oh, thank Be you so much. Be your own boss. Be your own boss. Cut your own checks. I felt that. Listen, I've been writing my checks since I was 20 years old. Yes, indeed. And they just getting bigger and bigger, huh? Bigger and bigger. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome back anytime. Nah, I definitely want to come back. We got so much more to talk about. Yes, 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 definitely. We do. We do. All right, thanks. thanks. Not a problem. Now it's time for our Shine Sis moment, and I am so happy and proud to highlight two queens from New Orleans because obviously we're in New Orleans and it's the Mardi Gras. Um, and just two amazing women who are also great examples of our topic today. Self-made and self-paid. It wasn't about a handout. It wasn't about an investment. It wasn't about family background. It was about them hustling and grinding to be where they are now and still where they're going to go. And those two women are Jessica Dupart. AKA Miss Kaleidoscope on Instagram as the real BB Judy and also Super. Yes. Who is on Instagram. They're as both super dope. Like Super underscore sin. I know that you guys have at least seen her crayon case amazing mm -hmm. makeup line. Yeah. That yeah. has just superseded all expectations and records and all. I mean, she's up there, if not surpassing. Kylie Cosmetics. Please do. You know, yeah. and just really from New Orleans, very genuine souls who 
are grinding and hustling and making sure that all of those things that Larry talked about, about, you know, manifesting and working hard, they're doing it. Yeah. Super sold a million dollars worth of revenue in 90 minutes. Okay, That's queen. crazy. Yo, yes. That's crazy. I didn't, like, a million. A okay? million. Yeah. A bag. That's not, that's a bag. That's, that's a, real a real bag. bag. But in 90 oh. minutes, though. Shout out to you, 90 girl. minutes. Go ahead. Go, girl. Jessica was just featured in Forbes. We're talking about from New Orleans, like, yes. not, like, I mean, in Forbes magazine. And like, they're there because they put in that work. Yeah, and it goes to exactly what Larry was saying. Like, you don't have to leave the city where you're from mm-hmm. and go to a bigger city where you think that you might have more business opportunities. The business opportunities are where you make them. Wow. Right. And so they made them for themselves here in New Orleans. All these people that we're talking about. Yes. Larry made it for himself uh, here in New Orleans. These two dope queens made it for themselves here in New Orleans. You don't have to leave your city to make your little coin. And I like that they created their own lane. Yes. Because they didn't have, they didn't see anybody doing that, but that didn't stop them from pursuing it. For sure. And that's what we talked about in our last episode a little bit. You know, being in the South, women, times there may not be all of those different avenues of opportunity as there are in different parts of the country. But one thing that that teaches us is if you don't see it, build it yes you know and create it and you have that same power so they did exactly what you're saying lauren and what i love about them most and watching their journey is they're huge givers as much as you see them make they're also giving a ton on any given day you can go to judy's instagram and she's doing some type of giveaway or Mm -hmm. some type of charitable act same thing with super just this past christmas they did this huge Christmas giveaway where they rented out the Superdome, donated over 5,000 toys, and ended up breaking a Guinness World Record. Wow. That's staying true to your community. Yeah. Like, from and what? And putting on the people or, like, you know, giving back to the people who put you on. Who put, yeah. Man. And so, you know, I'm all about living and giving. And listen... Over 5,000 toys, like, who's who's renting out the Superdome right. to give? You know, right, people right. are renting out the Superdome to do a lot of different things, but they are renting, they rented out the Superdome to give back. And to me, that just, man, it's like, you, you harvest what you sow, you yeah. know? And I know that they are not sowing to get that, but... It's like, I love that they have not forgot where they have come from and reaching back. That's what it's about. And they're showing yes. people how to do it. Yeah. Right? Definitely. So it's, it's awesome. Definitely. So keep shining. Keep yes. shining. Super and Judy, thank you for making New Orleans proud. Thank you for making black women proud. Thank you for making our culture proud of two young, amazing queens getting it. Self-made and self-paid. Hey. Yes. Shine, sis. All right, y'all. Until next time. Until <laughs> next time. We're about to go. We got to get to the parade. Yes, there are a lot of parades. <laughs> we had to go catch a parade, but we love y'all. Thank you. Thank love you. you. Bye. Bye.